Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spech. Hello. How's it going, Derek? Fantastic. Anything new? Well, the temperatures start to drop, so I'm happy with that. Yes. <laughs> September, and yeah, fall season's about to start. We're going to... We're going to have a harvest festival at our house this weekend. Are you? Yeah. We're going to dig up the last of whatever's in the garden. Uh, there's some, still some tomatoes in the side garden that we're going to leave till they get a little bit redder, but we're going to, we're going to just have like a, our own little in-house harvest festival. Well, we have, we've been eating uh, a bunch of the cherry tomatoes for the last couple of weeks. Oh, you have, you had cherry tomato plants? Yeah, we got cherry tomato plants out back. There's purple peppers. Huh, nice. So we're picking a peck of purple peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Uh, there's a couple of squashes out there. I don't eat that, so they can eat that. Uh, there's a orange cauliflower. There's a purple cauliflower. The strawberries are eh, once in a while. Yeah. It's a bunch of flowers. But yeah. Yeah. I eat all those tomatoes. And I think that's all that's out there. Yeah, our our garden worked out really well. Like, uh, got some cabbages, zucchini, some squash. Uh, there's a, <laughs> the squirrels got at the corn, so the corn disappeared. The squirrels chewed the heads off the sunflower, so they're gone. The, those squirrels are nasty. Ours grow <laughs> their own food here. <laughs> yes, yes, apparently they do. <laughs> Our squirrels are better than yours. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna harvest last of the garden there this weekend and uh, have a little. So corn, well, we're going to have to buy corn now, but uh, yeah, we're going to have corn boil and taters and... Tis the season. Mm-hmm. But at least you got some of your own stuff, right? Exactly. Which yeah. I'm sure the kids are excited about. Not as much as me. Really? Yeah. They <laughs> see it. They, they don't seem to really care. Oh. Yeah. It's just an obstacle in their way in the backyard. Maybe next year, get them to participate. Yeah, they maybe get them to do more. I should get them to pick rocks and pick weeds and stuff, and maybe they'll enjoy All it the more. rotten jobs. <laughs> yeah. See all that rotten stuff I made you do? This is what you get. This is your reward. Where's the bologna sandwich tree, Dad? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> grow peanuts. Spam tree. Grow some peanuts so they can make their own peanut butter. Would peanuts grow here? I have no idea. That sounds like a your kid's problem. <laughs> uh, what's going? Not much been going on around here. We've been uh, getting ready for our trip slowly. We oh man, you ever go to a store like Mountain Equipment Co-op or REI, and at some point you've got to say enough's enough. Stop. <laughs> Just yep. stop. <laughs> There's no more room in this basket. Yeah. We don't need anything. Oh, look, no, no. Keep your eyes <laughs> on the cashier. Away. Put your hands in your pockets. Oh, that was <laughs> us. We spent way too much. Uh, we went to Mountain Equipment Co-op and I posted a picture on our Facebook page. And I don't know how many people are saying, dude, you look like you're about to go in and rob the place. Because <laughs> my I don't have a regular face mask. Yeah, Mine covers the, uh, the yeah. full beard face yeah. mask, right? So it's like, look like something of the old West or something about to... <laughs> About to go in and rob the place. But I got some new rain gear. Ariana got some, or uh, sorry, Tracy got some new rain gear. Um, I just got, like, I got a Patagonia thing. She just got Mech brand. Uh, she's got a new Sea to Summit Ascent ACI 1 sleeping bag, down bag. Oh, nice. Packs really small, yeah. right? Nice and warm to minus four, Yeah, which is, yeah, pretty good. So 
Uh, she's happy about that. Like I say, I mean, the thing she was using is still massive. So in order, <laughs> if you know, she's coming on these trips with me now that needs no, you need a, you need a smaller yeah. backpacking or canoe tripping yeah. sleeping bag. So we got her, we got her that. Uh, another small, little small dry bag for for a fishing tackle that I can strap on the backside of my my pack. Because usually, I usually just stick it in a plastic bag and throw it in my net. Oh, yeah. But I'm trying to get over that because then you're carrying that. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know what, I'm just going to go and buy a new dry bag because that's what happens. If something rips or breaks or di- I throw it out and then I just don't replace it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at that point where I need to start replacing stuff because yes. this is becoming a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um. Oh, a set of hiking poles. Uh, oh, to help com- Tracy on the portages. Comperdale, Comperdale uh, yeah. hiking poles. Really nice ones. Yeah, to to help her on the portages, yes. especially downhill and stuff like that, and help keep her balance and and whatnot. So she was happy. And when we go hiking and stuff, she can take them. Mm-hmm. So you know that's not bad. It does help out for balance or taking some load off the ankles and the hips and the yeah. knees and yeah. Uh, the other thing I noticed over last season and the beginning of this season, my Whisper Light stove has been having a couple of issues. Oh, yeah? And the last time I was out, I noticed feel was dripping a bit out of the twisty nozzle on-off valve switch. Thing, yeah. For lack of a better technical term. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fuel turning on or offer thing. Um, I've replaced the little uh, little washers and stuff in there, and I've cleaned it, and nothing seems to stop it. So, I mean, the thing's fifteen years old. Yeah. So, the, actually, as as we we're walking towards the cash register, saying enough. <laughs> oh, look right there! It's a new pump for my stove. <laughs> Fifty bucks. But better than what one hundred and fifty for a new stove. Yeah, so I've, uh, I'll pick that up too. Brought it home, set it up. Oh, thing works like it's brand spanking new. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's all it was. Was the it was, just, and when I posted, I posted a picture of that on our Facebook page as well, and got a lot of comments saying that's the only thing I've ever had to replace was the pump. Yeah, you know everybody else having the whisper lights and that, and same deal. It's uh, the pump that goes right. So pumped it up. Did the, the, the pre-warming thing and boom, started right up. Nice. No, no issues, none of the extra little um, gas drips or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. beauty. <laughs> on on our family trip, we, uh, so normally we would just bring the one stove, but this trip is like, well, I, I have this little, this little mini butane propane canisters yeah so a little mini stove just bring one canister i thought you know just quick bowl of water for coffee in the morning it'd be good for that right anyways it's good that we brought it because uh when i at the end of the week when i topped up my fuel bottle for the my stove the uh the spare bottle had was contaminated with a lot of water and my fuel wouldn't burn oh it uh it it, I, I got flames until, you know, when you the preheat section turns yep. everything to, to mist. So it turned the water to steam, and the steam just kept extinguishing the flames. So thankfully, we had uh, the, that little butane thing lasted us a couple meals. So it's like, ah. The, uh, the, the fuel the, for the spare fuel canister came from a, one of those red uh, Coleman fuel bottles. Yeah. So it was half full in the shed. 
And so it was there over winter. So cool and heat, cool and heat, condensation goes in, condenses out. So I got a lot of water inside the fuel. And see, I've got three, three of those, four of those bottles. I, I inherited two from somewhere. I don't know yeah. where. Um, but I will make sure all my fuel is topping up one or two yeah. of those at the end of the year. Yeah. So there is no room for. Yes, for exactly. That. And then the, the two that are empty, I'll just like loosen the cap and, yeah. and whatnot. But uh, yeah, you got to. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lesson there. Way to go, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, we spent way, way, way too much money. I've been, that's all I've been doing the last year. Yeah. Spending money on gear. Yeah. Again, it's it's new stuff that I've wanted. It's stuff that's been replaced. It's, you know, stuff we needed. Stuff, because uh-huh. like I say, Tracy's coming on these canoe trips now that, you know, got to get her stuff too to this, that, and the other thing. And it's just like, oh, man. Yeah, we... Uh, it just never ends. For us, it's the kids. It's, uh, they don't wear out their stuff. They outgrow their stuff. Mm-hmm. So... We uh, we just bought them new rain jackets and hiking pants, and each of them got two pair of pants, and uh, each of them got a rain jacket, and, and got, got a couple of shirts and stuff like that. But it's like, man, this <laughs> there's just it's like so we buy them large, <laughs> so maybe it'll last two years as yeah. they grow, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, oh, they'll uh, grow into it. Yeah. How many times have you heard that? <laughs> oh, don't worry, they'll grow into it. Yeah. <laughs> they outgrew it. Yeah, they grew into it and straight through it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so this was this uh, this spring was expensive for us too when we were, as we were gearing up for camping. Well, and then we all get into the winter camping, so there's been all yep. that as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this will work great for winter camping. <laughs> well, if we got one in our summer camping kit, let's get one for our winter camping yeah. kit. <sighs> so you know all those purges I've done of all the extra garbage in our. It's refilling. Garage and our storage <laughs> sh- our storage rooms. And, oh, yeah. No, it's all refilling again. Yeah. <laughs> Just with newer stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. What are you going to do? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we head out to Tomogamy this week. It's going to be uh, like three three mini trips all in one big trip. That's awesome. Yeah. So, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun because we're doing one trip we're heading up to see waterfalls and stuff. Another trip where we've been invited to a uh, changing of the ser- uh, seasons ceremony. Yes. Um, and then uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, and then after that, we're doing another little trip down through Obabaka. And then, uh, I don't know, so it's like three little trips in one vacation. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It does sound awesome. Three, three canoe trips all at once. I love that area up there. Yeah. Well, I've never been, because we were supposed to start way at the north at Mowat, come down to the falls where you guys stopped. Yeah. And then continue down to Obabaka and come all the way back up, right? Uh-huh. But then things changed, and now we're just going down there and up and down and all around. And yeah, eh, go with the flow, buddy. But it sounds like an awesome trip. I the, think it the will changing be. the ceremonies thing event—that's I think that would be really cool to attend. That's going to be really cool because I was invited last year, but it got canceled because yeah. of the, the pandemic. So when the invite came out this year, I'm just like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, cool. So beauty. Yeah. Uh, other than that. Uh, we have a guest this evening. Yes, we do. And we're going to, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial and then come back and talk to her, but it's, I'm I'm glad she's coming on because everybody, it doesn't matter how long you've been tripping at some point, either when you're first starting or even sometimes like years into it, you have a trip 
that you're just like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I want out. Get off more just, you can chew. Yeah, you're just not or happy for some with other it reason. It's just exactly you know, and it's the whole thing. And we've talked about it. Is every trip isn't going to be a super de duper de trip? Yeah, you know, it's not going to be a oh, the minute I started to the minute I end, it was awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, there there are trips where they're from the minute you start to the minute you end, you're just like oh, kill me now, <laughs> sort of thing. So we're 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 getting her on because th- she's just off the trip. Yeah, like two days or something like that. She's been off this trip. Yeah. So we're getting her on to chit chat about that and find out, you know, from the, don't want to be a totally negative, negative show, but just take us through the whole mental aspect because that, that's what it was, um, of, of trips that maybe you're second guessing yourself yeah. and, and whatnot. So let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to, uh, to our friend and, uh, she'll fill us on her, in on her latest trip. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners. So if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So everybody has to start their canoe tripping at some point. And after years of canoe tripping, even you get times where... You push your limits. You push your limits. You've reached that wall and you want to call it a day. Our guest this evening has been, well, we've known her for a number of years now. Far too long. Far, what you, far too long. We've <laughs> <laughs> known her far too long. Your friend, your friend card's been revoked. <laughs> um, she's been paddling for years, tripping for years, yep. uh, camping for years. But every so often, I think this trip that she just took, we're going to hear about and talk to her about to this week, uh, was one of those trips that we've all been on at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's been, um, well, there's always something new that the first time I'm wading up to my waist uh, through a swamp. Mm-hmm. And then you get out the other side, you just had enough, and then you realize you're covered in leeches. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there comes a point where you just want to say, call in the helicopter. <laughs> I'm done. Take me home. Just take me home. Click your muddy heels together and off you go. We're talking this week with our friend Sarah DiGregorio. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good, guys. How are you? Fantastic. Well, apparently we're better than you were. <laughs> and you're still recovering because <laughs> yeah. you just got back. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're chat-chatting with you. You just ha- you, were, you just came off this trip, uh, and we're, we're sort of doing this. Um, pretty quick from your trip so that all the Less memories, the lessons, the the emotions are still 
still there. So there may be swearing this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. My mom will be upset. <laughs> the phone may disconnect really quickly. <laughs> So, Sarah, you were you went with with uh, well Grant and Peter, who we know. Yeah. We both went. Well, you, we you guys uh, did the meanest link, yeah. Derek, with uh, Grant and with, Peter. With Grant and Peter, uh, Joanne, I've never met. I've never met so, her either. We've heard about her forever. Yeah, she brought us beer on the meanest link. <laughs> she just she hit. So there was a note. It was like a little uh, treasure hunt. It's like there's uh, there's beer hidden in this location, and it's like, so we had to go to the location and find the beer. <laughs> She's what, Joanne is one of those people that you hear about all the time, even though you never met. Like I've heard so much about her, I can probably tell you what her shoe size is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never met her. I've never met her. <laughs> uh, there was a trip in Algonquin Park. You did uh, north to south. And so you started at kiosk and the whole goal was to work your way down to King's coat access point at the very South seven days, uh, 200 kilometers, 50 kilometers of portaging on 49 portages. There was four reviews. So I'm just going to go quickly over the route here. So if you have a, a, uh, Algonquin park map, which I know everybody has and you know, immediately, (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise, pause this podcast right now. Go get your map. Yeah. <laughs> We're not waiting. Uh, so you started at, at Kiosk. You went to Maple, Arablas, Osler, the Nipissing River, into Catfish via the Luckless Portage, into Hogan, Big Crow. Now, I know that section has some pretty big portages and like long ones. Opiongo, which is big water. Uh, Sunday yep. Lake, Whitefish, Rock, Penn, Clyde Gale, South Madawaska River, now, here's where I wasn't sure about the, the the route because it shows Cauliflower Creek, Hay Creek, and I wasn't sure if you guys were portaging along the road or actually paddling. We portaged it. And that the, was ro- what, the water levels in those creeks were real low. And that was like nine kilometers, right? Yeah. Uh, then you got to Hay Lake, Little Hay, Little Longer, Little Branch, Billings, Branch, Byers, and finally into Kingscoat. That's Yay, and the heavenly light shone down. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah Doth danced. <laughs> she sure did. <laughs> uh, I know once you get south of... Um, 60. Well, Highway 60, but what I mean, you got Whitefish, you got mm-hmm. Rock Lake, you got Penn, you got Clyde Deal, and anything south of that, a lot of unmaintained portages. A lo- I don't like that area of the park. It's not well-traveled. So, hmm. hmm. Here's the funny thing about those unmaintained portages. They were better than some of the, quote, maintained ones. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> they were still rock gardens and that sort of stuff, but they were easier to pass than, say, the one from Opiongo to, I think it was Spruel. Right. Or Prool. Um, that one was a disaster. Blowdown yeah. after blowdown. Um, but some of the the black line portages, the ones that they say are unmaintained, weren't that bad. They really? were just a little bit longer. Hmm. And see, a lot of people avoid those areas just because they're unmaintained, right? Yeah, they do. Uh, so this is a trip you will never forget. <laughs> you wouldn't want for, to. Right. For many reasons. Now, have yes. you ever been on a trip something like this before? 
not so much an expedition style like this where there was a lot of lake hopping. Right. Um, the conversation started about getting a trip together with me wanting to do the Spanish River from top to bottom. And that's where most of my tripping experiences come from. So when Grant said, oh, well, why don't we try this? I thought, okay, can't be any worse than some of the portages on the Spanish. And then I actually looked at the map. And I realized that this was a nasty trip. Like, <laughs> it was a grind. And so we had conversations and Zoom meetings and that sort of stuff about being prepared. And I had started, I guess, working out or walking through town with a with a 15-pound pack and the dog. Mm-hmm. And figured that would prepare me for it. <laughs> and I was wrong. Well, right off the bat, when Grant and Peter come up with an idea, come up with an idea <laughs> for a trip, <laughs> back away slowly. That, that's when you should have. Sorry, we got a bad connection. <laughs> there, there are certain people I've come to. <laughs> I've I've come to realize that when they're asking you about a trip, what was that term I used the other day? No hablo anglais. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because that's the, the person that I'm reminded of when I think about trips like the one I just did. So right. if this one was hard, I couldn't imagine what his were like. Yeah, we've seen the videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look pretty scary. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? But... I wouldn't think it would have been that bad, though. Well, well it's, there's heat, low water. Go ahead, well, see, and that yeah, that was the whole whole aspect. That that's would the, that's where the problems come. That up. would have been yeah, right. How hot was it? Uh, day one, day two, it was over thirty degrees. Yeah, yeah. But when you um, look at the, the map right right off the bat, it doesn't seem to be that bad of a trip. No, but then you look into some of the portages in the elevation gain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the third or fourth portage we did, it's aptly named Heart Attack Hill. Yeah. I've never been on it. I've been on it. Yeah. Okay, don't, because <laughs> yeah. it's just torture. Yeah. Um, I heard it's up both it ways. Really, well, yes and no. It's close, because it just kind of levels off and then goes up again. Um but when you start looking at the elevation gain on some of them, yeah, it's just a portage. And yeah, it's only 600 meters, but you're going up at an 18 to 22 degree incline for, you know, two or 300 feet. For far too long. <laughs> far too and long. And you're carrying gear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Like in a regular, yeah, I mean, it's hard enough on its own, but like Derek says, when you add in heat yeah. or a thunderstorm or something like that, <clears throat> that totally changes it. One hundred percent. So they said, here's where we're going. And foolishly, you said, count me in. (laughs) So Grant came up with the idea that he hatched the plan? It was Grant's baby. Yeah. He was right on it. And the organization level of the trip, like we were spreadsheeted for everything. He's very organized. He is one, an amazing trip organizer. Um. We knew how much portaging each day, how much paddling each day, 
each of us had a spreadsheet for our own gear where we would weigh it out by ounce. And then he took all of that and divvied it up so that our pack weights were kind of equal. Hmm. And you did uh, just freeze-dried foods and stuff, right? Yeah. We got all of our stuff from Randy at OTG Meals. Okay, cool. Okay. Because, yeah, when you guys did the Medius Link with Grant, there was, like, a whole lot of fresh Yeah, we, we questioned Grant on that one. It's like, dude, what's the logic here? We had we had the fresh apples, oranges, bananas, and there was, like, these giant baggies of, like, uh, of uh, like stew, a giant baggie of, like, chili, a giant <laughs> – it was like – <laughs> like, oh my god grant freeze dry all the way baby yeah he figured that's that exactly what we did he, he was thinking that with uh with the amount of energy we were going to expend we needed some fresh food but it's like no i could have done without <laughs> <laughs> now did somebody drop you guys off up at kiosk my dad did oh okay. um so the friday night before the trip i had asked my parents if we could use their their place as a central meeting point mm-hmm. where we used my dad's garage and laid all the gear out and put it in its appropriate bags and then went for a swim, had a good night's sleep in bed, and my dad drove us up all the way to Kiosk. Okay. And you start a first light sort of thing or are you were you guys one of those start at like noon? Well, we left... We were supposed to be up and on the road by 6. Right. But we didn't get out of bed until 6.15. So we hit the road <laughs> about 6.30. <laughs> Close. There's time to sleep later. Well, maybe. <laughs> um, we um, So we hit the road about 6.30 mm-hmm. and had to stop at Algonquin Outfitters Oxtongue to pick up our canoes because we did rent for this trip. Okay. And then we stopped in Huntsville and went out to Kiosk. So all in all, I think we were there by about one one fifteen. Yeah, that's a long drive up to the to the north end. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially if you've got to come all the way through from the uh, east side, right? Mm-hmm. So where was your yeah, first night we- in the park? Uh, Ar- Arabolis. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Arabolis. That's a that's a nice area. Mm-hmm. Really nice. It area. was very very nice. Yeah, uh, the whole Maple Arabolis area, like beautiful. If you if you're looking for a nice, quiet, beautiful area, that's north uh, west side of of Algonquin Park. Uh, yes, we. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So so yeah, you guys ended up in there. Uh, everybody was looking forward to the trip when you started. Everybody but me. <laughs> you, you still had doubts at this point. Oh yeah, I was. I said to my dad, like I, I don't. I think I've made a mistake here. Oh okay. <laughs> um, if it kind of felt like wedding night jitters, and then I was like, no, it's just because I'm tired. It's been a long week at work. It's, it's all of these things combined that are that are not helping my nerves. And then we hit the second portage, and it was so hot. And I was tired, and that is the portage that we aptly named Vomit Hill because <laughs> I was so sweaty and so hot, and it was a 915-meter portage all the way uphill. Ugh. And I was sick all over. So we named it Vomit Hill. <laughs> and that's when I realized, I don't think I'm coming out of this <laughs> in one piece. <laughs> well, see, we have the rule. 
if if you lose somebody along the way, we don't hold carcasses out. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just a personal rule with us. I hope you, you guys got to clear those things with each individual party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where's Sarah? Well, where you lie. <laughs> yeah, she was there up until day two. We covered her with rocks <laughs> yeah. so that the bears would need her. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so you were right off the bat, pretty much, you were, you were still not right. Did you actually, anywhere on the trip, get into the trip? Like, you know what, I'm good, I'm having a fun time. Or was it a grind? I mean, like I said, uh, Peter and Grant's trips tend to be grinds. Mm-hmm. It's not; they're never relaxed trips. No, no. Some of his uh, there, are. he 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 does pepper some nice uh, relaxing trips in there. <laughs> but it, usually, the not big, for me, <laughs> <laughs> just not with anybody we know. He he does plan the epic ones, right? So uh, yeah. it, I'm actually in the process of planning with him doing the Brent Run uh, in a week and a half. That's exciting. Yeah, it's supposed to be a relaxed version. They're not going for the record. We're not. Well, I'm not. I'm not. You're talking. You're talking about Grant. Yeah, he's always pushing the calendar. See, that's what I said. <laughs> I said he's full of bullhooey. He's going for the record. <laughs> well, he'll be dragging my body. <laughs> no, Eric, he was up here until about the third hour in. <laughs> so I think the best time that I had was on the Madawaska River. Okay, so where that there's was... a lot of beaver dams, a lot of liftovers. A lot of playing in the water and joking around. And because it's such a tight, confined space, the boats are a little bit closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, I had That was probably my favorite day. Okay. Now, when you're... I mean, there's a lot of big water in there, too. When you're talking about Big Crow, you're talking about Opiongo, Whitefish, Rock, Pen. That's some big water through there. And mm-hmm. when you're on a trip, especially, like you say, you're not sure, you're it's hot... Uh, you're not necessarily having the greatest of times. It is a huge mental game to keep going. Yes. And when you're on big water like that, the canoes don't always stay side by side. So, you know, one canoe with two people is this way, you and your partner over this way. And even in the canoe, you're not always talking back and forth. So you will get lost in your own thoughts. And if you're Happened already... To me on every sing- oh, sorry, Sean. No, oh, that's all right. If, if you're already in that mood where you're, you're really fighting the mental aspect. The big water and the separation does not help. You are <laughs> absolutely right. I spent more time on that trip lost in my head than I did almost enjoying the scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how hikers do it i don't know how other expedition canoeists do it when they're tired when they hurt when their spirits are down but i spent a lot of time watching my feet and not much time looking around at what was around me because i was so focused on the task at hand that if i didn't i'd probably still be a quarter of the way through that trip yeah, and I mean, I, I've been tripping for, man, what, 30 years almost now? And, like, I've done some canoe trips, like solo trips, where you're, yeah, it's it's bad weather, it's, you know, you're tired because you're you're hitting all these, you know, really nasty portages and wind and waves and, you know, like three days in. 
Sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he agrees. That's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> um, so I've been on trips like that where, I mean, you don't have the choice not, you know, you can't just pick up and and come out, you know, because you're back, you're like five or six days back or something like that. And then it's at least another five or six days to the nearest takeout. And some days you're you're just stuck in that that rut where you just don't want to be there anymore. So yeah, you know it, it even happens to the, the the most experienced and those people that do like Jim Baird for instance who does those massive trips or Adam Schultz and guys like that that do these massive trips. You got to think that at some point they get in those ruts as well. But I also think you kind of like I know I've. I've learned the technique where it's almost like meditation. So it's you, your brain is mostly disengaged and it's, I, I can hike or I can paddle without even thinking anymore. I just, I, it's kind of, I kind of zone out. I'm still like hiking hard or, or paddling hard and it's uh, my, I'm kind of zoned out. I, you know, there's a couple songs that I tend to sing in my head. Like, uh, was that the, there's uh, this song that never ends. So sometimes oh, I just geez, I just hump that in that. the back of my head, and <laughs> or, or the 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 ant marching song or stuff like that. So I just kind of I, I kind of blank everything out mm-hmm. and I kind of zone out. It's like meditation. It's kind of it's like a protective mechanism. You just so you're not thinking about the uh, aching muscles or the aching back or the you know the pulled muscle in the arm or whatever. You just kind of plug away. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. I played the along the portage. I'd get to where I thought that I was done, and I'd look ahead, and I'd be like, okay, just to the next tree, just to the next shadow, yeah. just to the next boulder, just to keep myself moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, y- yeah, you have to do that. Did Grant teach you the uh, count to 80 steps on your right foot, and that's uh, a 1,000 meters? And Actually... I kind of knew that going oh, yeah? in. Okay. Um, that two of my steps, two to two and a half of my steps equate to about a meter. Yeah. I just didn't realize that the more tired I got, the smaller my steps got. Yes. <laughs> the count so, starts getting off. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'd count to 50 and then I'd be like, okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, or I'd stop and I'd cry <laughs> because I just lean against my canoes like my paddles and lean forward and have a have a ball like <laughs> and then pull myself together and move on but even at my lowest the rest of the people on this trip kept me going yeah their words of encouragement if they got to the end of the portage and they knew that I was going to be struggling they'd come back and at one point, Joy came back and she said, okay, do you want me to take something or do you just want me to stay for moral support? And I went, I'm good with moral support. And that's what she did. She just walked with me the rest of the way. And we chit-chatted and took my mind off how much I was hating my life at that moment. <laughs> See, I don't cry, I swear. Yeah. I'll stop, I'll swear, and, and then I continue on. <laughs> that's my... <laughs> well, there was a lot of cussing going on. Um, at one point... I think it was the last day I got stuck thigh deep in mud. Oh. And I had found that music kind of takes my mind off it. So I just put my phone on low volume 
mm-hmm. and play my motivational mix or whatever it was. And uh, here I am stuck in the, the mud and Grant and Joy pull up and Grant starts dancing. And I think that I'm having a never-ending story moment and I'm about to start calling out for a treyu, and <laughs> they're all laughing. So, so you're, you're saying it wasn't Motorhead. <laughs> no, it was definitely not Motorhead. <laughs> definitely not Motorhead. But we managed to get through it. And without them, I wouldn't be able to say that I was successful at this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know what? When you're when you're on a trip with a group, especially longer trips and really hard trips, there's usually always a point where one or more of the of the members aren't at top form, so to speak. Uh, you know, somebody's like, you know what, I'm tired of this, or I, I, I just, I'm, I'm hurting, or I just don't feel like doing that, or I don't want to go that way. And it takes the rest of the group to come together and, and work through that. Uh, you know, the, the whole teamwork thing, I mean, that's, that's what these trips are about, right? If you're, if you're not going to do the teamwork thing, then you might as well be going by yourself. Yeah, solo trip. Right. So the fact that they're there for you and can help you talk you through it and, and everything is just a, a bonus because that's what trips are about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's key yeah. to have good tripping partners that can give you that moral support, the strength when you need it. Mm-hmm. I don't think in all of the trips that I've ever done, I have felt as confident or as comfortable as I did with those three. Right. We functioned really well together as a team so when you're on a trip like this you guys know from your experiences you get to camp and everybody takes a job and nobody complains about it and everybody just works together to get everything done right i think most of the time our camp was set up within 20 25 minutes that's water on, water filtered, tent up, clothes line up, yeah. gear unpacked, ready to go. And I think we got along really, really well. Well, sometimes I've found like on really hard trips, the setting up of camp is the easiest part of the whole day. And you look forward to off the water, get the canoes pulled up, let's just set up camp. Because to me, setting up camp is a relaxed time. Yeah, it's almost mindless. You just yeah. kind of, it's just, you kind of go through the motions and it's a, it's a time where you, ideally you want to sit down with, you know, with your feet in the water or something, but it's like, okay, we got to get this done. The quicker I get it done, the quicker I can relax, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Yeah, when, once your water's filtered and your tent's set up, a shelter if need be, you know, a tarp, whatever, you just sit down and you relax. Yeah. The day is over. Yeah. You're not paddling anymore. You're not portaging anymore. You can just relax for a while. Yep. Another really cool thing that that Grant does on his trips, and Derek, you've tripped with him. I don't know if he did it with you guys, but at the end of every day, you had to come up with one thing you liked and one thing you didn't. Almost like a situational report. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And... It definitely was something I looked forward to. Um, we didn't take multiple tents. We actually slept in a no-bug zone to cut down on weight. Everybody's yeah. doing that lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a game changer, buddy. It's huge, yeah. I've got one. We used it once. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game changer. Yeah. 
it's huge. It's so they're easy, easy up, easy down. It's uh, easy to pack away. You have no poles. You're just kind of strapping them to a tree. Yeah, it's. Uh, I did that with a family trip there a week and a half, two weeks ago in Tomogamy, and uh, all we brought was the Nemo bug out or bug zone, no mm-hmm. bug zone, Nemo something, whatever. Nemo. And you did it with Mike. Did it with Mike. Uh, did it on the meanest link with Grant and Johnny. Yeah. Wow, it's apparently the way to go now. Well, it's just Tents so, are so passive. The simplicity of setting it up, right? And it gives you perfect 360 degree view around your 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 situation where you're sleeping, right? So it's great. You can see that bear coming from miles off. <laughs> any direction, <laughs> any animal coming to get you, you got them pegged from a mile away. <laughs> yeah. You're just sitting there in your chair watching them gallop towards you forever. Here you go. Here you go. Can you speed it up? We got things to do. <laughs> I got one more portage to do. Just one. <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> Um, now I, I know that you had a really hard time with this. Um, and there were a lot of times cause we, you, you made a post and, and Peter's made a post and, and, and whatnot. Now everybody had a great time and everybody had a bad time. You know, every, everybody had their battles to go through. Uh, you, you, I know you were really hard on yourself because you were home less than 24 hours when you made your trip report. Yep. And, you know, you, you said you, you, you were discouraged. You didn't think you were prepared for this trip. You didn't think you, you could have done it. You wanted to pull out how many times, like six times a day from, <laughs> yeah. from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> Every chance I got. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we were discussing before we started here that when you get to Opiongo, there's the, the Highway 60 at the bottom. So anywhere from Opiongo, Whitefish, Rock Lake, there's access to all those. Areas. So you had all these opportunities to make yes. a break for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> away. Oh, yes. I mean, we were joking yes, saying, like, this trip was a, was just nonstop um, uh, exercises in, okay, I'm right here. I How can I <laughs> escape? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many opportunities to escape do I have? I, th- I think you were going to do a book called 101 Ways to Escape from the Middle of Nowhere. <laughs> yes. And 101 Ways to Escape the Torture Beast. At, and at one point, uh, I think you said it was on North Opiongo when you had contemplated calling it quits. I woke up the morning of day four in, in pain. Everything hurt on my body. My spirit was broken, my head was not in the game, and we got up at five because we didn't want to get stuck on Opiongo in windy weather. Yes. Um, and I, it was about, I don't know, 10 after five, and I looked around at the three of them and I said, I want out, I'm done, I'm tapping out. And Grant said to me, you can, pe- you can pick speech one or you can pick speech two. So I chose speech two, and that entailed, you've got this. All the people, there are people sitting at home that know you're on this trip, and they're waiting for you to fail. They didn't think you could do this. This is your opportunity to prove them wrong. And that was my, and onward we went. Oh, you cut out there. That was your... 
my aha moment. Your aha uh, moment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know what? Like that. Sometimes that's all it takes. You know, and yeah. if if did did he say what speech number one would have been? Yeah, speech one was pack your stuff. You're done. You're going home today. Did he give you? Did he? Did he give you a heads up? Because that's like a fifty-fifty decision. There, it's like, did no. he? There's no. <laughs> so so you, this was on Opiongo, and at the end of the day, I think that we were on pen, and we paddled past and through all of my outpoints, and he said, "It's a good thing you didn't pick speech number one." And I said, "Why? What was it?" And he said, "Your pack your stuff. You're going home." Grant, Grant's a good leader. I think that Grant probably would have given you the uh, stick with us speech either way and then alluded to the other one. So if you had picked one, maybe he still would have said, well, you've got this. So the, maybe. He's, he's mm-hmm. a good leader like that. He uh, gives opportunity. He's a good guide. So uh, I'm guessing that's where he was coming from. Because he, I think he was, he's been doing this long enough that he could gauge your ability. I, I, I'm pretty confident that he knew you could make it. So he just he just needed you to realize and convince yourself that you yourself could make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, well, I think it's incredible. He is a great leader. Yes. And uh, over the, I, at the end of the trip, I got a sticker and it says, I survived Algonquin. And then in brackets, it says barely. So, <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely a lot of humor on this trip too. That's good. Oh, that's that. That really makes a trip. Yeah, humor heals. It really does. Yeah. Um, I, I I saw pictures of the trip. I'll say two things about Grant. One, with the headband on, the Nike swoosh <laughs> upside down. <laughs> I, uh, I'm thinking he's going. He was rocking the 1980s <laughs> Richard Simmons look, or at least trying to. You know to. what? As hot as it was, that headband is a great idea. Yes. Ask him if he ever had sweat dripping into his eyes on that trip the answer is no probably not yeah whereas the rest of us were like sweat sauced pigs Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it was 40 degrees and we our buffs were soaked and he didn't have a problem that headband i told him he looked like that guy from lmfao i think his name was red Red foo yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I think. I'm looking at that picture. I'm going, dude, rocking it. And then there was another picture with that hat of his. He's got the scruffy hair, the scruffy beard, and that hat with the front brim flipped up, oh. and he looks like an old prospector. <laughs> yes, <laughs> an yep. old western pro- or or the, uh, the 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 chuck wagon cook serving the beans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, cookie. <laughs> It is a wicked beard he's got. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> I think somewhere somebody's got pictures or video of him combing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to do that on a trip. By the end of the trip, he must have little woodland creatures living in that thing. You know, at one point, I think I said to him, you got a little stick in your beard. <laughs> so. <laughs> it was put there on purpose. <laughs> it wasn't a stick. It was a mouse's <laughs> tail. <laughs> <laughs> so... You you made the trip. You did the trip. You got to the end. When you got home, like I said, your 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 post on Facebook was you know not the most positive of of um, posts. 
there was a lot of people saying, hey, you know what? You rocked it. You did well to, to finish something like that. And there, I, I was looking through the names, and there's a lot of people that are are trippers. I know they've been tripping for years. And, you know, just offering their congrats on, on the trip. Out of all these comments, Grant, I mean, your, your, your trip mates themselves put their positive comments on stuff. Yep. You know, basically by the sounds of reiterating what they'd been saying to you all along. Yes. So Grant's post, I just want to read probably most of it here. Although you cried each day, you also laughed. You cannot forget Vomit Hill, the poo stick, the tampon tree, the torture beast, Sprue Lake Portage, just one more drink, our rating system on each privy, are we yet? And we are stopping, right? You crossed Highway 60 with a pack on your back, witnessed some amazing sunsets, completed some of the nastiest portages in the park, swam each night, witnessed a moose on the Crow River, crossed paths and chatted with some interesting people. This trip was definitely type 2 fun. We had an amazing time and you accomplished an amazing thing every day while we were out there. Be proud of what you've completed and pay it forward when you can. At the end of the day, you need to look back on that trip you did and rate whether you had more good times or bad times and what kind of good times and bad times. Like, I mean, if they were physical, mental bad times because, you know, you were having a bad, you know, you, you couldn't do this portage or it was too hot. Versus the kind of camaraderie and fun and joking around. You really got to weigh those on the type of, of trip you have or you think you've had when you get home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And having guys, like I say, Grant, Peter, and Joanne come on and leave posts like that. That just shows the kind of people you are tripping with. Mm-hmm. Incredible people. You know, and, it, and if, if, if they felt that bad... Then I got to think, at Opiongo, they would have said, you know what? There would have only been the one speech. (laughs) But they gave you the option. But they gave you that option. So they all had faith in your abilities. So you can add that to to Grant's list. Yeah. You know. Definitely type two fun. Yeah. They called it Basic Tripping 101. And I didn't want to ask what tripping 102 <laughs> oh you don't want to ask that. oh you don't want that one <laughs> <laughs> that was like a hard pass um it was very humbling to see grant and peter and joanne weigh in on that post mm-hmm. um i didn't mean it to come across as self-deprecating but i can see how it would be mm-hmm. one thing i will say is if I was to rate the trip out of 10, it would have been an 11 based on the people I went with. There you go. And that makes a big difference. Yep. <clears throat> it really does. Excuse me. Um, my mental state was lifted and supported when I needed it. Mm-hmm. And it's what got me through. Would I do it again? Absolutely. 
do I want to find out what tripping 102 is? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but the whole pay it forward comment got me thinking. I don't know if I ever planned a trip, if it would be as adventurous as this one, but I would have no problem taking the tools and skills that I learned on this trip and by all means sharing them with someone who could very well be in the same position I was in. Right. And as I said, even those people that have been tripping for years and years and years, we've all been there. Oh yeah. Every you know, yeah. everybody's had that first massively hard trip where day two, day three, they they've they've had enough. What do you mean I still got two weeks to go? No, no. <laughs> I am done. Yeah. Call in the National Guard, call in a helicopter, <laughs> beam me up, Mr. Scott. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that that's all you can do is and now you yourself know, you know what? I can do this. I've done it. I did yeah. it. I didn't break. I know a little bit closer to what my limits are, and I know that yeah, I can push my limits. Well, one of the, I had a couple of things that I wanted that I didn't touch on on my social media post, and that one of the things was food. Derek, you touched on it about bringing all this fresh food. Yeah. When we were at Opiongo, I unloaded probably eight pounds of food that there was no way I was going to eat. I overpacked food thinking I was going to be hungrier than I was. Yeah. And I wasn't. I I had pepperettes, and every time I put one to my lips, I felt like I wanted to be sick. It just wasn't what I wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so food was a big thing. Because it was so hot and sunny... Staying hydrated was definitely a challenge. Yes, absolutely. Um, And it got to the point where we were doing longer and longer portages, and we didn't know what the water was going to be like at the end. So Joy was portaging four liters of water on top of her pack weight. (laughs) Wow. That girl's a rock star. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. Like, she she just, on goes the pack, off she walks. Mm -hmm. No hesitation, no nothing. I want to be like that when I grow up. <laughs> but see, that's when you put something of yours that's on a beaner, when she throws that, here, let me help you put that pack on. Clip. <laughs> Clip. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my pack we so light? We did play that game oh, a couple yeah. of mornings. We did play that game a couple of mornings where we would move stuff into certain people's packs um, <laughs> to see if they'd notice, and sure enough, they did. <laughs> hey! <laughs> This is four ounces heavier. <laughs> yeah. Grant Grant is very familiar with this pack weight. Yes. <laughs> He's very good at it. I never get that good. But yeah, I mean the food the food thing. I used to bring my big a big breakfast, a big lunch and a big dinner and snacks and and now like I've come to realize that I hardly eat when I'm out there. Yeah. When when I'm at home it's like don't come between me and the fridge cuz you're going to lose a finger. Yeah. When I'm out there, no, 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 I'm not eating dinner. I'm not hungry. And you basically got to force yourself to eat. Yeah. And I think night night one or night two, I did have to be reminded that I needed to eat. Mm-hmm. Because I just didn't want to. Um, and that was a big thing. And then I realized how much better I felt in the morning 
when I went to bed with a full stomach. Right. Oh, I don't yeah. think we were up yeah. any later than 9.30 any night. Mm-hmm. We didn't, um, because it was so hot and there wasn't a whole lot of rain in the forecast, um, we actually didn't have a campfire at all. When I'm doing long trips and we're moving every single day, I don't necessarily have a, a big, unless I'm cooking over the fire specifically. Yeah. I don't necessarily have a campfire. Yeah, it's a lot of extra work that you don't necessarily need. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. So at the so end of the day, you made it back. You're happy you're back. You're happy you went. You learned stuff about yourself. What are the good points of the trip? Yeah, what's your big Because there were good trips. Yeah. Or good points. We'll do the end of, end of the day thing, the end of the day grant thing. Give us your... The your, end of the day grant thing? Yeah. So what are your so, big positives, your big negatives? Big negatives I started. <laughs> <laughs> big positive I, I finished. I doing this trip. Um, so the best thing about the trip was the people. The people mm-hmm. made yeah. it. Exactly. If it had been yeah. anybody else, I don't think it would have panned out the same way. Um, the second best thing was we um, switched paddle partners every day. So I would paddle with Peter one day, and then I would paddle with Grant one day, and then I would paddle with Peter. So it gave us a little bit of a variety. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gave me the opportunity to get to know both of them even better than I already did. And the sunsets were phenomenal. Open air sleeping was phenomenal. I will never go back. If I can avoid it, I will never go back to sleeping with a tent with a fly. It's it's confining, eh? And once you sleep in a just in a bug tent, it's like, oh, this is awesome. Like Yeah, because you get to see the stars come out. Yeah. You can just lay there and listen and it's cooler than having a fly on a tent. Exactly. Um, like you'd still, I, I think in really deep shoulder season, like if you're camping into November, it might be tough to sleep in, uh, under the, the fly because you need yes. some wind sheltering. But uh, if it's warm weather, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, I, I, I used to take the, the fly off my tent. Yeah. So you're still sleeping, but it's it's a tent, yeah. but the fly's just not on it. Exactly. And you can have full view. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Of that bear coming, you're just yeah. not sitting up yeah. or sitting, standing. Yeah. You just got, you know, he just tackles you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about wildlife? What wildlife did you see? Uh, now, we Grant had mentioned a moose on the crow. That was really it. Really? Yeah. We saw a cow, a cow moose and her calf on the crow. Um, tons of frogs. And loons. Birds and squirrels? Chipmunks? Uh, chick- chipmunks, squirrels. One of the things that we noticed was that there were not a whole lot of birds of prey. We saw oh, one okay. bald eagle on the trip. Huh. And I think one night I commented that I was shocked. I hadn't seen any bats. Oh. At twilight. Yeah, I only saw right. one bat. Hmm. Um, saw a lot of uh, great blue heron. But as for big wildlife, mostly just poop. something's here Algonquin's tour of poop (laughs) and it was because you're walking these portages and you're trying not to fall so you're looking at your feet and all of a sudden you see you know 
a dinner plate sized bear scat that's full of blueberries and it's like steaming fresh. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, oh, hello, little fella. <laughs> He's looking at um, me right now. <laughs> saw a lot of moose tracks. Oh, yeah. But not a lot of moose. Hmm. And saw a fair amount of either cat tracks, like cougar tracks. Or wolf tracks and wolf poop. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool. That's, that's that's closer to wildlife than a lot of people have been getting the last couple of years. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, I've but been... the moose was definitely a highlight. It was early yeah. in the morning. Oh, yeah, it it was be. misty. Um, it was beautiful. You know, I've been tripping in Tomogamy for, I think, first trip up there was about 2005, 2006. And I've only a few years I've skipped, and I have never seen anything bigger than a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's well, seagulls, but oh, those are bigger than squirrels. <laughs> yeah, but like land animals, I've never seen anything bigger than a squirrel. Nothing, and uh, no raccoons, no moose, no bear, no nothing. These are going cycles, eh? But like fifteen years yeah. of tripping, yeah. I've never seen anything. Well, they know you're coming. I was a. They can well, smell maybe. you, or you're. You're just doing a really good job at picking your route so that it's not that populated because <laughs> yeah. there were definitely some concerns coming through the Highway 60 corridor where it is more populated with um, maybe novice trippers yeah. that we may run into additional wildlife in the evening. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were lucky we didn't. We reported to the park that one site we stayed on the privy was just full. Oh, yeah. And that's where the joke came from about... The rating system? Uh, well, the rating system, but... The poo stick? Um, the tampon tree and the poo oh. stick. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there's still a lot of education that's needed for people that are tripping in the wilderness Absolutely. about what to expect. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. one of the sites we stayed on was just littered with toilet paper. Huh. Littered. You couldn't step anywhere without seeing it. Wow. Uh, so one final thing, knowing what you know now, are you going to go on another trip like this? Yes. Awesome. 100% yes. Awesome. Excellent. Except if certain people ask you because you know what their trips are like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, David. I ain't going. (laughs) Not it. No habla (laughs) inglés. No habla inglés. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I will do things differently. Walking around town with a, a dog and a canoe pack does not equate to training No, mm-hmm. for a trip. Um, I have work to do for myself now. And I have a whole year to do it because I'm doing it again. Oh, yeah? The Next same year? trip? No, I'll do something different. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something different. Start in King's Cove <clears throat> and, and go north. your way up. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Mies but Link, I'll definitely Brent run. do it again. Yeah. Brent Run, Minus Link. Yeah. East side of the park to the west side of the park. There you go. <laughs> Spanish River top to bottom. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Find I was old. really excited about that trip. Got to take a train. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's the best part. There's nothing. It is a nice part. There's nothing like, like going on a train. Yeah. Putting your canoe and everything on the train and then being dropped off at the side of the tracks in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Here's your canoe. There's your gear. See ya. It's, almost, it's, it's, it's just like flying canoe trip except the train. 
Well, Sarah, thank you very much for coming on this week. Yes, appreciate it. about your trip. Thanks for having me, guys. You know what? Like I say, we've all been there, and and it's nice to uh, get, you know, while it's still fresh in your brain, the the comments and the trip report from you to... So now you can just decompress and relax and get yourself ready for next year. Regain some energy. Yeah. Well, I will be perfectly honest. I'm still limping. I'm still sore. Yeah. Um, But it's gradually getting better. But, yeah, I have a ton of work to do to get ready for next year. Well, no time like present to start. Exactly. Yep. Keep up with it. Do you got any trips uh, that you can invite her on? Yeah. She could do a... Reynolds Memorial River run with us. Oh, see. You ever done Whitewater? Yes. I've done a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. See? You might be on a Burt Reynolds Memorial River run next year. Yeah. We had to cancel it this year. I thought you guys canned that after there was a moment. Well, no, they canned canned it this year. We canned it this year because of low water levels. There's no no real place we could... We we want to do the Missinabe up to Moosini Moose Factory, and the water level is so low, nobody's running the Missinabe this year or at this time and it's not till about mid to late september that the rainfalls start to uh, lift the water levels in the in the flow so we uh we couldn't agree with on anything else so we just canceled it and uh we're gonna make another go at it next year see and if grant wants to go there you go he's got sarah there you go grant's not see? a river guy Oh, he'll Grant's be a river guy. He was, river guy. Grant was going to go with us. <laughs> yeah. Grant was on. Really? The he yeah. was. He was roped into it. He was one of the yeah. guys. Oh, for, see, see, and he That's- was. We were looking for a canoe partner for, with him for him, and uh, so if we couldn't find anybody, what we we're going to do is he was. Uh, he was going to back out at the last minute if we couldn't find a second person for him, which we couldn't. But didn't matter anyways because uh, there's no water in the river. Yeah. Be prepared for well, next year. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe next year. There you go. Awesome. We'll have to do late September because uh, we're just probably going to be another dry summer next year. Nah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> be nonstop rain next year. Global warming's over? Yes. <laughs> yes. You heard it here first. Global warming is, is over. <laughs> it's finished. Close the door on that. Close That's the window. Right. On to the next thing. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sarah, for coming on. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again at some point and you'll be able to tell us about some more great trips you've been on. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So do we. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at AlgonquinOutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So one finally thing here before we call it another episode done. I just want to remind everybody that the Algonquin Outfitters 60th Anniversary Contest is happening right now. 
Uh, from now to the end of November, they are hosting a contest featuring a fun online historical quiz with the chance to win exciting prizes like a $1,000 Algonquin Outfitters gift card and an ultimate canoe trip package worth more than 900 bucks. You go to algonquinoutfitters.com. There's a 30-question quiz there, and all the answers can be found on the website. Uh, so answers to questions like, who has been the Brent Store's legendary manager for 40 years, and all that sort of stuff. So go to the go through the website, and you can find all the uh, the answers. Every correct answer earns an entry into the contest. Once you've completed the quiz, snap some selfies at any Algonquin Outfitters to increase your chances of winning. Contest ends November 30th, uh, 2021. Winners are selected by random draw for one of five prizes. Grand prize, a $1,000 gift card. That's awesome. That's that's a lot. That's a third of a canoe. I could have used that last weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And that still wouldn't have covered what we spent. Uh, ultimate canoe trip package, $500, $250, and $100 gift cards from Algonquin Outfitters. And because they have an online store, you can order that way. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Perfect. Go to algonquinoutfitters.com and enter the contest. Uh, you got anything else this week, Derek? I was just thinking. I don't Uh-oh. have much else, but I just thinking, uh, you know, how long has it been since we've had at the, the end of show... We have these events coming up, but those events, the Toronto Outdoor Show, or the... Two years. It's been a while, eh? Yeah, because this week we have no events coming up. Yeah. Because well, nothing's we, allowed to happen. We rarely do it in summer anyways, but it was always that fall thing when events start fall showing. Fall and spring. Because, but, yeah. but what we can say is that I believe there's a winter symposium coming up sometime soon. Is there a winter symposium? Is it going to happen? I th- Well... He's hinting He's that hinting. he wants it to happen. He wants it to happen, but I think they're really waiting to see what happens with the Delta variant, right? Yeah. Yeah. So cross your fingers, yeah. <laughs> your toes, your eyes, anything else you want to cross. How exciting would that be to actually go awesome. to the Winter Symposium? Seeing people in person? I know. What'll I wear? Look, people. What'll I wear? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worn pants in ages. <laughs> Why start now? <laughs> well, you know, I was meant to mention you should put some pants on. Um, uh, want to thank Sarah for being on this week yes. and uh, giving her uh, trip report on uh, the trip she she had. Uh, at the end, you know what? Everything worked out great. Yep. Uh, you know what? It's it's a big accomplishment. It, it is. You know when you're mm-hmm. when you're doing a trip like that and you difficult trips are the worst, mm-hmm. absolute worst. But at the end of the day, when you finish it and you can sit at home and go, you know, I did it. Yes. And then you look forward to the next one anyway. Exactly. It's and part of the growing process. It is. It Gain really is. Gain some experience. So. Put some notches on your belt. Yep. So hopefully, uh, yeah, maybe she'll be out with you guys on the Burt Reynolds. Will she have to grow a mustache? <laughs> or will you just give her like a paste on one? I'll ask her, see if she can grow a mustache. Can you grow a mustache for, for next year? <laughs> Start growing now. Uh, otherwise, you should just got to buy a, a fake one. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody else is growing them for Burt Reynolds. Yep. Burtess Reynolds? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. If you want to find more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and either stream or download all our episodes from there. All 290. 290 of them now. Mm-hmm. We're almost at 300. Yep. 
That's when we're finishing, right? No more after 300? I thought, oh, I thought you said 3,000. <laughs> I, I thought this was a lifetime gig. <laughs> See how many people show up for 301. Yes. <laughs> uh, go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com. And when you're at paddlingadventuresradio.com, on the front page, there's a big brown button that says merch. Press the button. Go buy some really cool stuff. Uh, help support the, uh, the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with friends, family, and fellow paddlers. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>